3: And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon.
1: We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.
3: More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
4: He has the smarts
7: A binge-worthy show about Jesus? The Chosen Season 3 is here. Come and see what the buzz is about. The Chosen explores the imperfect and messy relationships of real humans following Jesus. All Season 3 episodes are available now. Stream every episode for free. Plus, watch exclusive content like The After Show, only in the new Chosen app. Download the Chosen app on mobile and TV streaming devices. Visit BingeJesus.com to learn more.
2: John and Ken Show, John Cobalt and Ken Shampoo. It's KFI
6: AM640 Live
2: everywhere on the iHeartRadio
6: app. Our next hour, we'll have a shot at a $100 gas card. KFI has given them away all day on the various shows. Stay tuned for your chance to get that card from the John and Ken Show by begging. Yes, begging. In any manner you want to, to convince our three judges that you are worthy of the $100 gas card. We have a three-judge appeals panel. <laughs> We're going to be talking to... The Sacramento County Sheriff Scott Jones at 5.05. A lot of it will be about the Sacramento shooting and the California criminal justice system. Supposedly this hour, well, we may still get a news conference out of New York about the subway shootings.
2: It
5: looks like right? it's going to be happening any second now, Can Any second Any now. second. Somebody's walking up to the podium. Can't oh. tell who that is, but.
2: Uh, yes. Deputy Commissioner for Here Intelligence and Counterterrorism. We're here to provide an update on the ongoing investigation into the shooting that occurred earlier today in Brooklyn. We're going to hear from Police Commissioner of the City of New York, Kishan Sewell, uh, Chief of Department Ken Corey, we have First Deputy Commissioner Ed Caban here, Chief of Detectives James Essig will update us on the investigation. Uh, We also have Assistant Director in charge of the FBI, in charge of the New York office, Mike Driscoll,
7: um, and the JTTF efforts with the NYPD that are ongoing, as well as the special agent in charge of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, uh, John DeVito.
2: But we'll begin with word from Gracie Manchin from the mayor of the city of New
7: York, Eric Adams. We can't hear him. He's
4: talking.
3: We can. He's talking, but we cannot hear the mayor.
2: He's on a video screen behind the podium, right? His mouth is moving, but there's no sound coming out.
6: He's got COVID, right? Oh, yeah, I think he does. Yeah, the mayor has COVID in New York. That's why he's kind of isolated. Now he just, the video, his feed disappeared. (laughs) Oh, no. All right, move on. Evaporated. All right. What are they going to do now? Everyone's staring. We're we'll going to the next guest. Going, no uh, Yeah, that's ready. Right.
2: listed a long line up there. We don't need yeah. to hear from the married. What does he know? He's going to say thoughts and prayers.
6: Okay. Uh, I was informative. That's weird that they're doing I'm nothing. looking at everybody's blank looks. And the video screen went blank, you said?
2: Yeah. Well, the, it, it just went blue. And on TV now, on, on CNN, they're just panning from
6: face to Ooh. face. What happened? It like everything dropped out.
3: Thank you all for your patience. Oh, <laughs> Still nothing, though.
2: I guess the next speaker wasn't ready because oh, the mayor was I supposed to talk, to, maybe for, to talk for, yeah, five for a few minutes. Uh, we're having
7: audio difficulties. So but we're going to do is yeah, uh, we're going to to the police commissioner. And Here comes the, the, the police commissioner of New York. Okay.
3: Thank you all for attending this evening and helping us get this information out to the public, it's so important. We are truly fortunate that this was not significantly worse than it is. As we reported this afternoon, a man who was traveling on a Manhattan-bound N train opened two canisters that dispensed smoke throughout the subway car. He then shot multiple passengers as the train pulled into the 36th Street station in Sunset Park. 10 people were injured by gunfire, and an additional 13 were either uh, injured as the, they rushed to get out of the train station or they suffered smoke inhalation. Some good news is that none of the injuries appear to be life threatening. As detectives processed the crime scene, they recovered a 9mm semi automatic handgun, extended magazines, and a hatchet. Also found is a liquid we believe to be gasoline and a bag containing consumer-grade fireworks, and a hobby fuse. About an hour ago, detectives located a U-Haul van in Brooklyn that we believe is connected to the suspect. At this time, we still do not know the suspect's motivation. Clearly, this individual boarded the train and was intent on violence. We are conducting a highly coordinated investigation that includes NYPD detectives, the FBI-NYPD Joint Terrorism Task Force, and the ATF, who have been instrumental in tracing the firearm and ballistics. The suspect is a dark-skinned male and was wearing a neon-orange vest and a gray-colored sweatshirt. We do have a person of interest in this investigation, but we need the public assistance with additional information. We're asking anyone with information to call Crime Stoppers at 800-577-TIPS.
2: What's happened now? I don't know. The feed drop? What's this audio? I don't know.
3: We cannot lose sight of victims in this city. We will use every resource we can to bring those to justice who continue to prey on the citizens of New York. I'll ask Chief James Essex to come in and give details of the investigation.
6: Good
5: evening, everybody. Today, at 8.24 a.m., aboard a Manhattan-bound N-Train, 10 people were shot, 7 males, 3 females, and they were removed to area hospitals. An additional 13 people suffered injuries related to smoke inhalation, falling down, or a panic attack. The information I'm about to give you is preliminary, and it's subject to change right now. As that end train was between stations 59th Street and the 36th Street stations, seated in the second car in the rear corner was yeah. a dark skinned male. Various descriptions of his height are given. He is heavy set, wearing an orange green nylon type construction vest. He also had on a gray hoodie a surgical mask, and a neon green construction helmet. As the train approached the 36th Street Station, witnesses state the male opened up two smoke grenades, tossed them on the subway floor, brandishes a Glock nine millimeter handgun. He then fired that weapon at least 33 times, striking 10 people. The mail then fled the scene, and detectives are actively trying to determine his whereabouts. Recovered at that scene was a Glock 17 9-millimeter handgun, three extended Glock-type magazines. One was still in the weapon, one under a seat, and one in a backpack. We had 33 discharged shell casings, 15 bullets, five bullet fragments two detonated smoke grenades, two non-detonated smoke grenades, a hatchet, a black garbage can, a black milk type type style rolling cart, the gasoline, and a U-Haul key. The U-Haul key at the scene led us to the recovery of a U-Haul van a short while ago in Brooklyn. The mail who we believe is the renter of this U-Haul in Philadelphia, is a Frank R. James, male 62 years old, with addresses in Wisconsin and Philadelphia. We are endeavoring to locate him to determine his connection to the subway shooting, if any. The two crime scenes, the subway and the van, are very active and are still being processed. We are asking, for anyone's help with information, cell phone video, witness information, or any, if they can identify the perpetrator or the renter of this vehicle, to call Crime stop is at 1-800-577-TIPS. There is a $50,000 reward out right now. 25,000 from the New York City Police Foundation, 12,500 from the MTA. And 12,500 from the TWA Local 100. I just want to assure everyone that we in the NYPD have all our resources working this, along with our partners in the FBI and the ATF, to find this perpetrator. With that, I'd like to turn it over to Mike Driscoll. We're uh, oh, the mayor? The
7: okay. Mayor,
2: uh, oh, okay. Here comes the, mayor's the mayor's back. back. He, he also him. left a credit card behind. He did, yeah. That milk crate. I, I don't know whose credit card.
3: Mr. Mayor, we're ready for you.
2: They don't have the Thank guy's you, name. Uh, Commissioner, yeah, uh, Frank R. James. Well, hey, yeah, they, they don't know if that's him. or That might be the
6: I U-Haul renters.
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh, today was a difficult day for New York. Well, the days a good like these are playing out too often in cities across America. As mentioned this morning, we witnessed an active violence and eagle. In the heart of Brooklyn, where a shooter attacked a subway car full of innocent people at the 36th Street Station. We saw a quiet Tuesday morning turn the M train into the war zone as a smoke bomb was detonated and multiple shots rang out. We witnessed 20 individuals have been injured so far, as it was mentioned. And thanks to the quick thinking of the MTA crew and the bravery and cooperation of passengers, lives were saved. And thanks to our first responders, the injured, were quickly taken to area hospitals, and all of them expected to recover. You know I have been realistic and outspoken about my commitment to protecting public safety. I stand by that and will continue to do everything in my power to dam the rivers that feed the sea of violence. But this is not only a New York City problem. This rage, this violence, these guns, these relentless shooters are an American problem. and It is going to take all levels of government to solve it. It is going to take the entire nation to speak out and push back against the cult of death that has taken hold in this nation. A cult that allows innocence to be sacrificed on a daily basis. A country with buying weapons of mass destruction is as easy as picking up a piece of plywood or a garden shovel a country where there are more guns than people. There are over 400 million guns in this country alone. The U.S. gun homicide rate is 26 times that of other high And throw high the bad countries.
2: guys in prison.
4: Where over 100 people die in gun violence every day. Guns are the leading cause of death for American children and teens, like the 16-year-old baby we lost in the Bronx. From schools in Columbine, Sandy Hook and Virginia, to music festivals in Las Vegas, to nightclubs in Orlando, to movie theaters and yoga classes across the nation. These killers have used weapons of mass destruction to massacre innocent people. They control no armies or military forces, yet these individual killers terrorize our nation. I have often said, if this city is not going to adapt to dysfunction. Ending gun violence means changing gun laws. We cannot clean up a flood when the water is still pouring into the basement. And we can never stop the killing if we cannot stop the guns. To be clear, we will not surrender our city to the violent few. And we will not surrender all of America to this cult of death. The sea of violence comes from many rivers.
2: Oh, you know, this is just uh, political barrier. gas yeah,
4: here. A a mayor's statement. This yeah. of my life. This administration. And this police you have
6: no bail in New
2: York City.
4: You have a district attorney who doesn't want to charge
2: state. many crimes.
4: People get arrested and
2: commit man, crimes and four times over in a, a day.
4: day. That you don't have any police or enough police in the subway. We will capture him and prosecute him to the full extent of the law. Sure. Thank you, NYPD, FDNY, our first responders, and the collaboration by with the, the federal uh, government, the state, the city agencies.
6: The
3: Thank Daily
4: you, Mail Hair. has
6: quite an update I'd on
3: I'd
4: like this. to turn it over
3: to Assistant Special Agent in Charge of the FBI in New York office, no, Michael Triscoll. this
6: call. is first.
7: Thank you, Commissioner. I want to start by expressing... Our hopes and prayers that the victims of this event will enjoy a quick recovery, they are our primary focus right now. I also want to echo the thanks for the partnership to the NYPD, the ATF, and all the partners who are contributing the to this it, investigation. Right now, the FBI-NYPD Joint Terrorism Task Force is fully engaged with this investigation, <laughs> providing assistance through manpower, technical assistance, and basically everything we can throw at it. I got photos of the guy up on process TV man. the to be a long one New. as we gather the Frank all R. Possible James. information to track down all possible leads. And I would Crazy encourage eyes. you, as it was mentioned earlier, to please reach out to the NYPD tip line at 1-800-577-TIPS. And I would also add, as frequently the case in many of our current investigations, uh, everyone's got a cell phone in their pocket. There's a lot of video out there if you have digital information that you'd like to share with with us in connection with this investigation please visit fbi.gov slash brooklyn shooting where you can upload that information so we are seeking the public's help you heard mentioned before of a name of possible interest videos would be particularly helpful, James. or any other additional witnesses who have yet to come forward that can provide information Uh, That might help this investigation. So thank you for your participation. And I thank everyone for their partnership in the course of the investigation. Thank you.
6: All right. I think we're going to drop out here because the Daily Mail and CNN have quite some explosive new details on the story this afternoon. Investigators, they believe they know who he is, having identified the suspect after finding a credit card at the scene used to rent the U-Haul cargo van, which we've talked about It's a cargo van that was rented out of Philadelphia with Arizona plates. However, further on in the story, according to sources, this is a suspect who was already known to the FBI having been on their radar in New Mexico. Of course. Until he was cleared following multiple interviews in 2019. He's believed to have traveled from New Mexico and then rented a U-Haul in Philadelphia. The U-Haul was found five miles from the scene in Brooklyn. Uh... So it almost seems like they believe that he is. He was in the Guardian Lead and
2: uh, Guardian Lead Terrorism Monitoring System in New Mexico. Yeah,
6: what is the Guardian Lead system? Never heard. And then uh, they did. Did he come across the border? I don't know. What I
2: don't know. He, he looks like it looks like he's black. He doesn't look Hispanic, and he's got crazy bulging eyes. And well, there's they have uh, a
6: picture and this and they are identifying that person as Frank R. James, or is that just the person they're looking for?
2: They're looking for Frank R. James. I guess that's the photo. It looks like a sixty-two year old man. Yeah, he's now, identified I, sixty-two years old. I guess
6: uh that's the shooter. I would is this least... terrorism after all? Like some I don't know. Is he kind of domestic uh, terrorism how, or is how, he a how foreigner can, or... how can he be in a terrorism
2: database already? But, of course, they let him go.
6: Because they had suspicions about him in 2019 and interviewed him, but I guess they kept him in the database. There's, there's one subway rider who said he came face-to-face face
2: with the shooter. He noticed the guy sitting in the corner muttering to himself. I looked at him, and I thought to myself, he was talking to himself for a while. So I looked at him, and I was thinking, this guy must be on drugs. When the train was about to hit 36th Street, we stopped for five minutes, he takes out a gas mask from one of his little luggages. He opened one of the gas tanks and said, Oops, my bad. He pulls out an axe, drops it, he takes a gun out, he starts shooting. Huh. He turned right at this man who managed to dodge the bullet. The man's name is uh Fitim Gejiloshi. We gotta take a break.
6: Are, are we doing a commercial break or no? We
2: are not. No, we're gonna okay, we're gonna keep going. Good.
6: Right. Uh, I'm looking at a further story in Newsweek. The suspect was previously known to the FBI, was entered into the Guardian lead system in Mexico, though he was cleared after interviews in 2019. Now, this story, which came out a short while ago, doesn't have his name, but a, a person was in custody hours after a vehicle of interest had been discovered. You heard the police commissioner in New York. She spoke first, say that they did have a person of interest in custody, but they wanted the public's help with more information, which I thought was kind of cryptic. That's right. It
2: wasn't clear whether this guy, Frank R. James, they consider the shooter or not.
6: Are they looking? That's right. They're and looking that's what for him. the uh... Is there a second guy who rented the uh, the van? Yeah, they found a the credit card which they traced to the van rental, the U-Haul rental, down in Philadelphia. And they believe that that renter was Frank R. James, but that doesn't mean the shooter was Frank R. James. But you're saying the picture that they put up? Yeah, the picture of this older-looking uh, black man. Two photos. One, he's wearing an orange that would match the description of Frank R. Yeah, yeah. It, a black it, it, male, five foot five, one hundred seventy-five to one hundred eighty pounds, is what people were saying. Right. I mean, it's only from the chest
2: up the photos, but it looks like that would be him. Right. He's wearing a baseball cap in uh, the other picture, at a white grey sweatshirt.
6: And he's really got the
2: bulging crazy eyes in the second picture.
6: Yeah, this story I'm looking at now is saying there was some sort of dispute. <clears throat> the suspect is uh he entered a northbound R train in Brooklyn. A dispute allegedly ensued followed by the detonation of the smoke bombs. The nature of the altercation remains unknown. The train continued to the next stop where the gunfire erupted. And that's where you saw everybody pour out of the subway car there with those those doors open oh yeah he, he was eating. wearing a gas mask a construction vest and a gray hoodie and there are some reports he may have worn an mta uniform and utility belt which makes you think you know the nexus to terrorism which they denied this morning but apparently the mayor and in a later interview well, mayor what, adams didn't want to give up on that
2: what was he up to that they had to interview him multiple times
6: Yeah, in New Mexico in in 2019.
2: And he's in a terrorism monitoring uh, system. That's weird. When you're interviewing
6: people multiple times, boy, that's pretty close to you did something. There's strong suspicion that they would contact you several times for interviews. But but they couldn't. Is it something he posted on social media or some tip they got about him or some behavior? Or maybe something he purchased? Uh, That's not clear. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but how many times do we find out when a guy does a mass
2: shooting, he was already on some law enforcement's radar? He'd already been arrested for something, questioned for something, you know, interrogated, but they let him go.
6: They knew they had a file on him. I mean, almost every time. Yeah. And again, in case you missed it, one of the big breaks in this story is that the gun probably jammed on him, which is why he then just turned and fled And left behind his portable milk crate with his stuff in it, which they got a hold of, including, we believe, this credit card, which they have traced to the uh, U-Haul truck rental. Um, What has Rolling Stone got here? A police error may have contributed to the Brooklyn subway shooter's escape. (laughs) Um, And then there's always one of those stories. Yeah. Oh, This one, I have to subscribe to see the rest of the story. (laughs) I'll have to look that one up later. Um, but that's your update. Uh, and again, a lot of the people, I mean, 10 people were shot, but there's another, you heard the mixture of some was smoke inhalation. Some people just had a panic attack. They ended up, I think, hospitalizing as many as 30 people. But the latest report we get is that 10 people were actually shot. And uh, while a couple are in critical condition, they're stable and they're expected to survive. But uh, this is quite a story. So we'll keep a track on it for you. And um, that was just an update, a, p- a press conference from New York City on the Brooklyn subway shooting. And a man they've identified as Frank R. James seems to be the person of interest. It's just not clear as to whether or not they already have him in custody or someone else. Because I know the police commissioner said we have a person of interest. Maybe she just meant we have a person of interest. We don't have him in custody. We just have a person we're looking for.
2: Yeah, it wasn't clear.
6: It wasn't it's too it, clear, it, but they, they, it
2: seemed uh, that like they're still looking for him, just from yeah. the way they were uh, talking that they they were going to prosecute him to the full extent of the law. We'll find him and prosecute him. So, all right. we got more coming up. John and Ken KFI, John and Ken Show, John Cobell and Ken Shampo. It's KFI AM six forty live everywhere. On the iHeartRadio app.
6: We'll be joined by the Sacramento County County Sheriff Scott Jones after the news at 5 o'clock. The main topic will be Smiley Martin, who was released from prison in February after serving less than half of a 10-year sentence for punching and whipping his girlfriend with a belt. And, of course, he's been arrested, one of a couple of people arrested in the big Sacramento shootout. That occurred early Sunday morning, April 3rd, six people dead, another dozen people you know, injured. It's funny, I'm going through the New York Post story on the subway shooting,
2: and yeah. they're interviewing some subway riders, and they all want more cops.
5: <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: I've been wa- wanting to see more cops in the subways for a long time. Sometimes it takes something drastic to bring about real change, said uh, one woman. Another woman says, I'll feel safer seeing officers in uniform down there. Officers will be a deterrent to people wanting to commit crimes as well. Another one says, "I'm glad the mayor's office is finally opening his eyes to the dangers of riding the subway." Too bad it took a terror attack.
6: Yeah, yeah every, every, I mean oh, they've, no they've had Wait. so many attacks, but a lot of it is just people. One person shoved, another person attacked or stabbed. But when you have this many people shot at once, yeah, everyone's like, "Now we got to do something." No more defund the police. Nobody defund the police. Any takers?
2: No, that's dead. Nothing i i uh, I think there's the, a the whole line of work uh, just analyzing mass hysteria I've never seen so many waves of mass hysteria in our society and and they seem some of them seem to go about two years before it, it, it crests <laughs> and then and then collapses and I think the defund the police has collapsed completely now oh I think that
6: collapsed last year when we started yeah. to see the rising crime. People realized that that was dopey. Defund the police. And the politicians backed off from it. <laughs> Stop taking a knee. Garcetti <laughs> taking a knee. Like we told you, even Seattle elected a whole different mayor with a whole different approach and a couple uh, of city council members. Hopefully are, that's going to happen here. It's I'm got hoping.
2: to. Uh, it has to.
6: San Francisco might recall its DA. Little things, but they can add up. All right, so the, the Sacramento County Sheriff will be here after 5 o'clock. And again, next hour... We do have a chance for you to win a $100 gas card. All you have to do is beg uh, enough to uh, win our votes. So yesterday it worked out pretty nicely. We gave the gift card away, the gas card away, to a woman who wanted to uh, take her family on a trip. Remember that? To Lompoc. To Lompoc, to see other family members, including, what was it a brother that had a lung transplant yes. or something? Yes, and she didn't even uh, uh, use the lung transplant for, for sympathy. During her pitch. She didn't. That came afterwards. Yeah. After we congratulated her for winning. Uh, you can get a chance to win a $100 gas card all day long on KFI. Handle it at 9 a.m. Gary and Shannon at 11. We do it during our 5 o'clock hour. And your final chance to win each day is at 7 p.m. with Tim Conway Jr. This story that came out this week is not a big surprise. California public school enrollment has dropped for a fifth year in a row. A decline of more than 110,000 students. So, last year and the year before, I mean, when you lock down the schools for as long as we did here in the state, and we told you yesterday a brand new report ranked California near the bottom Mm -hmm. and managing COVID 19 because you have to bring in factors like the economy and the schools. And at the bottom, death rates. At the bottom for schools, no state was worse at locking kids out than
2: California. Right. We were the most uh, vicious state in the nation when it
6: came to caring for our kids. This is the first time since the year 2000 that California's K-12 public school population has dipped below 6 million students. And large urban districts, what do you know, accounted for one-third of the drop. LA Unified was the worst of the worst in this state. They would not reopen for the longest time. They kept everybody masked. No wonder. Some people moved out of the state or some people well, just took their kids out of the public schools and found another way to educate them. There's absolutely no way if
2: my kids were in L.A. public schools during this that I'd stay in that system. You, there's, you, know, you have to move. You have to uh, you know, find a uh, maybe a Catholic school that's affordable. Go into the suburbs. Go to another state. You can't do this. You can't do this with your kids' lives. I mean, if you actually care about your kids. Right. But there's there's no excuse for keeping them in the L.A. school system. I mean, it's a really really bad system for starters. Right on its best day, it's horrific. It's one of the worst in the country. One of the worst in the history of the nation. And then they just shut down for 16 months. I'm sorry, you you bring your kid to L.A. Uh, public school system after all this.
6: So I mean, you, you're you're giving him brain damage. It's child abuse. Some people put their kids into private school. That's They saw an increase in enrollment there. Homeschooling increased, and then there was people who moved out of state. We talked about how a number of Californians left the state. Uh, All this well, contributed hundred, to the enrollment drop. Yeah, hundreds of thousands left,
2: and I, I wonder how many of them was motivated by their kids and schooling. You know, there, there's never any breakdown of who left. Seems to be a lot of middle class families left, but I bet you, I bet you, one of the drivers was was the, the school systems and the closures.
6: The largest drops by grade level were among first, fourth, seventh, and ninth graders, and among racial groups, the white students the biggest decline, five percent drop. Black students next, Asians. It was only a one percent drop in Latino students because
2: they're the poorest. They've got they're uh, the
6: poorest, especially with regards to LA Unified. What else are they gonna do? They don't have the options to put their kids in private school. Or to homeschool them because they may have jobs that they have to attend to. So it's not that surprising that that was the smallest ethnic group in terms of uh, like enrollment. These, these big city public schools,
2: they, they should bulldoze the old system and start all over again. There's, there's, there's nothing good about it. Just nothing. Yeah. So it's a total disaster. It's wasted. Uh, it just you know, fire everybody, start over again, and. Uh, never let a new teachers union have have the power to do what they've done to all the children is the is the craziest abuse I've ever seen in my life towards innocent school children with the LA public, uh, what the LA teachers union did.
6: LA unified you- saw a drop in the fall of 2021 by more than 27,000 students. That was a drop of 6%, a much steeper slide than in any recent year. They're now talking about closing some schools down. Because I, I, they don't have – remember years ago they were all building – want to build all these schools. You know, you know what's sad is, is over 40% of
2: the state budget goes to funding education. Over 40%, K, K through 12. Right. Much of that goes to the big city school systems, L.A., San Francisco, Oakland. Disasters, waste, closures. closures. And then they spend their time over all their uh, nonsense uh, critical race theory – craziness Oh yeah that stuff right? uh, yeah i i i, I it's just it's just I, you don't even want to deal with it anymore you don't want to end up uh, you, you, otherwise you spend your life what arguing over zoom with the blockheads on the school board because th- those school board members don't care about your kid and and the teachers don't care you care but they don't so there's no point going on zoom and arguing with them just don't go to their school anymore that's the only thing they understand then they'll start closing schools, closing classrooms. Uh, that that that'll speak much louder. Eventually, teachers get laid off. Administrators are going to get laid off because every every time a a kid checks out of the school system, they lose uh, they lose funding. Funding is based on attendance. It's based on the number of students enrolled and attending.
6: Yeah, to try to bail out the schools, Newsom's budget proposal will allow districts. To base their funding on attendance in the current year, prior year, or they can average the three prior years, yes, whichever they, is the greatest. They're playing a right. game for the unions because otherwise you're going to have teacher layoffs. Right. I remember we also told you there was a story last week. LA Unified's had a very tough time, this very high absenteeism. So even the kids that are left and are enrolled, uh, a good percentage of them aren't showing up. It's a disaster. And they did all this with their ridiculous over-the-top pandemic shutdown. We're still feeling the effects of this. School system was already bad. They made it like 10 times worse. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI.
2: John and Ken Show, John Cobell and Ken shampoo KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All
6: right, it's the term, person of interest. The big story this hour is New York City police officials have identified a man by the name of Frank R. James as a person of interest in this morning's Brooklyn subway shooting, complete with pictures. Now, based on—they're not saying whether or not he's the shooter, but they definitely want to talk to him. They believe that uh, it was his credit card or a credit card under his name that rented this van out of Philadelphia, which ended up being found near the scene. And, of course, uh, they found other items belonging to what is believed to be the shooter— he seems to match the description, a black male, five foot five, with a heavy build. So, but they're not saying he's the shooter. It's not clear yet, but they are looking for this person. And we've also learned was the subject of some interviews by the FBI for connections to terrorism. So, and that was in New Mexico. It's all very strange. And again, one of the key things we found out today, according to witnesses on the subway, he was muttering a bit before he if, opened fire. If he was 62... This is the first time, time he's gone, done something crazy at 62? Well, we'll find out if he has a police record. They didn't say that.
2: Well, it doesn't matter if he has a police record. It it matters if he's been doing bad things. You know, sometimes you get caught, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you get caught, but they can't figure out how to make the charges stick. Sounds like that happened in New Mexico. Yeah, we'll see but what his background
6: uh, is, if they ever find him, and if he is the one they think opened fire, because that's know. not even clear yet. but. It's beginning to look like that because he seems to match the description we've heard I don't think he's been a priest for the first 60 years. He has not been a priest for the whole 60 years. All right, coming up after the news at 5 o'clock, our special guest will be the Sacramento County Sheriff Scott Jones. A lot of what we'll talk about will be the mass shooting that occurred in the city of Sacramento early Sunday morning, April 3rd. And one of the suspects who was under arrest, that's Smiley Martin, with his early release from prison after a 10-year sentence for punching and whipping his girlfriend. That's coming up in the 5 o'clock hour along with your chance at gas card money. That's right. We have a $100 gas card gift to give to you if you're the best beggar for the gas card. We take three calls and our three-judge panel picks a winner. It's coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. All right, there's two videos that are worth seeing. One is already posted on the John and Ken page at KFIAM640.com. It's Joe Biden being pooped on by a bird.
2: This is working
6: pe- today at an event in Iowa.
2: This is really good. This is like only maybe you know, 15 seconds of your time.
6: Yes, and, and you, then you, the you'll slow motion him, replay.
2: And then slow motion replay, uh, to so you could really enjoy it. But he's he's standing there jabbering, got a blue jacket on. And the bird nails him right on his left uh, lapel. The
6: splotch appears. Yes,
2: yeah. a splatter, a almost runny
6: splotch, almost to his flag pin. Okay, so this is great. Uh, the bird was expressing <laughs> an opinion that many Americans have. <laughs> Joe, here's your inflation policy, Joe. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> This video, which we can't play because it's radio, is really pretty amusing. We're going to get the story now from NBC in the Bay Area, Stephanie McGallon about the police in San Francisco. And I don't know, they don't seem to catch enough of people who uh, smash and grab, right, and break into cars. But they did pull over a driverless car. Here we go.
8: It looks like an ordinary traffic stop. The officer gets out to speak with the driver, but then...
2: Ain't nobody in it.
8: It turns into the scene of a futuristic movie.
2: Well, I was super surprised. I mean, one, because I haven't actually seen one of those cars actually drive autonomously. He
8: and others thought the cruise car was evading police after getting pulled over. Everyone, including police were laughing.
2: I think that there they might have been like embarrassed because a lot of people were, were looking at him at the time or they just thought the whole situation was was funny.
8: It turns out the cruise car was pulled over for having its headlights off. In a tweet, crew says the AV yielded to police, then pulled over to the nearest safe location for a traffic stop and added they work closely with SFPD on how to interact with these vehicles and have dedicated phone numbers for them to call. But experts say the clear confusion in this video shows that better protocols are needed.
3: Clearly the police were confused. They didn't know what to do. We need to have processes and protocols and standards uh, that cars can actually communicate. Maybe there's a switch where the cars can be stopped by the police.
8: Professor Nog also says there should be a bigger effort in training officers and other first responders on what to do with these self-driving vehicles in different scenarios. Crews started offering free nighttime rides in San Francisco earlier this year. Those who've gotten a ride from them say they're safe. I did not
0: feel like I was being driven around by a computer. It felt like there was a real human.
8: He says they went up the hills, past jaywalkers and mooneybuses. buses. He was really surprised by how well the car maneuvers.
6: It was, the experience was magical.
8: We reached out to San Francisco police for comment, but have not heard back yet.
6: Well, I'm watching the video. And the I'm car not doing It does pull over, and then it pulls away, and then it pulls over again. Um, if you've ever been, I think San Francisco is the only place I've seen this. Sometimes they're out there, what they're doing is they're mapping the routes. The driverless cars are out there, and they're just, they pick up I don't, all I don't the signals I don't, and all the I don't deal nuances of the drive. Right. In the I don't city. Want to,
2: I have no interest in dealing with a driverless car. No, I no. thought you
6: thought computers are more reliable than human beings.
2: They are, uh, but I'm not dealing with 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 a, a car that has no driver. Yeah, I you think sit in the I, back seat and just let it take you somewhere. Uh, no, no, I didn't want to pass one on the freeway. It says cruise, join the
6: driverless way. revolution. That's on the side door because
2: of the car. driving is one of those things where a thousand variations can happen at any given moment, and I, I just. I just can't imagine how a computer could. Well, the car's could been trained; it's
6: got sensors and
2: oh, cameras. Yeah, I, I know it's been trained, but can it possibly <laughs> be trained in such great detail? Um, and what happens when it fe- refuses to respond? I I mean, everything I have that's electronic has glitches in it. Everything. Uh, eventually, you're right. You know, most uh, most things I use too have strange glitches. i I've, in. I've got weird problems with my wireless at home. We couldn't get. I was getting a blank screen for Netflix last night. Uh, a couple of days before, the HBO app on the TV wouldn't work. Then it suddenly does work. The wireless is on. The wireless is off. You know, and you say, "Isn't isn't this all high tech? Isn't this all been in development and been in used in practice for many many years? And still, on any given day, something electronic goes wrong in my life." <laughs> well, you have a car. tough life. No, it's, in a way, it's made all this stuff makes life more difficult because I, I I would rather if I had just a knob on the TV I could control it, and this I can't control. I, I click a button and it sits there blank. What am I supposed to do? Oh yeah, you can unplug the back of the TV. Yeah, good luck finding the plug in the back of my TV. Uh, it's just it's really I'm frustrated almost every day by this stuff
6: because right, it doesn't work. Back? We're going to talk to the Sacramento County Sheriff, Scott Jones. A lot of what we'll talk about deals with the mass shooting in Sacramento in the early morning hours of April 3rd that left six people dead, another dozen people injured, and specifically one of the suspects who's been arrested in that shooting, not yet charged with murder, Smiley Martin and his early prison release. John and Ken show Deborah Mark has the news, KFI AM 640. It's never
2: been more important to diversify your financial portfolio.
5: When focus takes hold and distractions fade away, meet Remarkable, the paper tablet specially designed for tasks that demand focus. Take notes, draft, and organize. Remarkable is a digital notebook with the feel of paper and zero interruptions. All of your notes and documents, perfectly organized and in one place. It's everything you love about paper, but for the digital age. Visit Remarkable.com today. Remarkable, the paper tablet.
6: And Stan, we do over
3: three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon.
1: We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.
3: More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
4: He has the smarts